Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. I myself am Ted Jones alongside, on the other side of the screen, Peter Moran. Mr. Peter Moran. Brother, how are you? It looks like you're back in New York City. I am back in New York City. Been here about two days now. We're doing episode 81. Shout out, Kobe. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did score 81 points one time. He did. Uh, R.I.P. This is the this is the memorial Kobe episode. Well, yes, R.I.P. Kobe as always, um, dude. So I am still in Miami. I'm ready to get back to New York. I think that like the Miami thing is really at least for me. I don't want to offend people who live in Miami. It's just it's too much, man. Too many distractions, and it's hard to really just hunker down in your apartment and essentially do anything productive, dude. Like. If it's 80 and sunny every single day, everyone's partying, no matter what day it is, people are drinking. It's just like full summer vacation down here mode. You feel me? The fact that you can get distracted by the lifestyle there during COVID and uh, <laughs> minimal amount is going on is crazy. <laughs> dude, dude, I know. I had, you know what? I, okay, so I was going to bring this up a little bit later in the uh, episode if it came up, but I guess we're bringing it up right now. Dude, so I saw my ex-girlfriend today who in like miami. i yeah in miami yeah. i like hung out with her oh oh oh! i thought you bumped into her oh like no girlfriend that wouldn't be that wouldn't be so great but like dude me and this girl had a terrible breakup like six years ago or whatever she was the worst and she said something today that i think was it was it may have been bigger for her just to be like a, a guy asked us he was like you guys are a good looking duo or he said couple and then we were like, we're not a couple, bro. And then he was like, well, why not? And then she was like, oh, it's my ex-boyfriend. And then he asked what happened. And then she said, you know, I was just like a really immature teenager. I was like, wow. Okay. That was like one of the first times I've ever heard her admit that the entire thing was her fault. <laughs> okay. Well, quick, quick note, though. How, how old is this girl? She is the same age as... Me? See, the thing is, or she's a year younger. So she wasn't really a teenager. I'd say it was like her early like 20s. She was just really immature. Bro. Right. I mean, I get, yeah, you, you can be excused for, for being immature as a 20. I don't know, man. She, re- dude, like 2014 was no joke the worst year of my life because of this girl. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, it? dude. Like, okay. So she, I guess we're really talking about this. And we talked about my podcast, so she could be listening. Whatever. YOLO. You shouldn't have broken my heart. So um, 2014, she went abroad for like six months. And like, I was really into it. I was like, let's stay together. We'll try and work it out. Whatever. She initially was saying the same thing. And then it just became like, it just became a nightmare, man. Like being abroad, like she was, because she's a year younger than me. So junior year in high school, she went abroad. And it was just like, excuse me? Junior year in high school? Yes, sorry, yes. Junior year of college. Okay. So um, it just became a nightmare, man. I was at UConn in the winter cold, not doing anything, being depressed, waiting on her text for hours at a time. It was just nonsense. You know what I'm saying? 
that's that is the worst setup. That that's bringing you to like your max needy point while she's at her least available point. She's having the time of her life. You're getting jealous. That is the recipe for disaster. And like bros are buying tables and like inviting her out. Like I'm just like, oh my god, what what awful can be happening right now? Let's think about it. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I should have taken a break. I would have done the same thing as you. By the way, I would have been like, yeah, go. I can't leave you. I I love you forever. Go do your thing. But objectively you definitely should have broken up prior to that trip or at least taken a break i agree dude but like i was young and dumb you know i i really thought that it was gonna work (laughs) so yeah nothing nothing more pure than your first love but i guess you revealed in the last podcast that you've told like 47 women that (laughs) four or five four or five um but uh definitely getting tan down here man so yeah it was fine to see her and like maybe i'll maybe i'll see her again or whatever but like i didn't i went like years with that when i just would not respond to her yeah how long is it like anything i don't follow her on any social media like she really damaged your boy bro so i i'm like i'm looking to maybe forgive her just like the peacefulness in my mind that's kind of how i'm feeling but yeah, like, man. dude, she was so mean to me, man. Why? why so, I don't know. Now? Why were even now completely different people? Whatever. Why? Why are you going back to? I'm not going back. I we're not. We're definitely not dating. I don't plan on making any moves ever. Um, I mean, especially as of right now. But like, we have a mutual. <laughs> fr- we have a mutual friend. So I was hanging out with him today, and then she was. She was staying with him. Um, like a, a gay, like a, one of my gay, uh, good friends, they're like staying together at this hotel close by, told me to come over. I came over and also, oh my God, dude, side note. Sorry. I keep blabbing. I have to hear about, uh, how, about how it's you're doing that. also, dude. Um, bro. So I, do you know this restaurant called Hillstone in New York? No, but I can imagine. Okay. So, um, it's like a burger restaurant. It has like a number of chains or whatever so when i was eating lunch with a friend at hillstone like five years ago there was this waitress who was super cute and i was eating with a girl and i was like yo can you like give this girl my business card tell her i'm like super cute or give her my number whatever it was so i gave her my i gave it to my friend and my friend gave her uh my number and she texted me she's like hi i'm actually seeing one but i am so i'm actually seeing someone but i am so flattered that you that you did that whatever so she's like the same age as me you know 28 or something and i'm trying to link with her down here but she hasn't texted me back yet bro so we'll see um what happens with that so was it a little bit of not being able to see your little loneliness a little insecurity you're like why don't i just go talk to the girl that hurt me worse than anyone ever could or ever will I don't know, bro. You know what? That's an interesting thought. I mean, I had initially th- planned on potentially seeing her, my ex-girlfriend, for like a couple days, just because I think that it, honestly, it might be it might be me, man. It might be me being like, all right, I can't hold on to this grudge any longer. Like, okay, you know, you you need to let it go. But it wasn't. You're not looking back and saying maybe it was me that made the relationship. Oh no, dude, absolutely not. No, it was her. She was terrible. Like, and like I, she knows she was terrible too but but you guys just have enough history that the friendship is relevant or you think going back and seeing her and, and being able to know her well enough is going to allow you to forgive her and then move on i i think I've, I've already moved on i mean i do think about like bad relationships and i refer back to that one because it was terrible um but it was just it was like toxic you know it was like 
20, uh, 20 and a 21 year old. And it just like, it, it, it wasn't for me, man. It's tough being in love when you're not mature enough. It's a weird thing because a, there is a very small sweet spot of like being young and pure and innocent enough to like really optimistically fall in love and like not have the cynicism of age. But it usually when you have, when you're at that point and that optimistic, you don't know how to handle yourself in a relationship and you're going to have a lot of like overwhelming neediness. You're not going to know how to handle each other's emotions. You're going to be on top of each other all the time. Um, not giving each other space. It's, it's very difficult to have both those things work for you, right? You have the optimism and the experience. Nice. Well, well said, man. Yeah. I think now, so I have the life experience to be like, all right, like I'm not going to just like be ignoring this girl when she like hits me up for the next, you know, whatever. Granted, like, you know, I'm probably not going to be ever really talking to her ever again, but I think that, like, it's just good. I feel like I'm coming out of my shell. Yeah, it's My hate shell. It's good It's good to get to that point, you know? Like, I even, there was a, a girl I hadn't spoken to in over a year. We'd been broken up for over two, you know, real, not similar situation in terms of the logistics of it, but just really, you know, I, I was really hurt over that relationship that even like a year ago reached out after over a year and I had to be like, no, I can't talk to you. And it's weird. It's weird to be in that space years later, but you know, sometimes you got to take care of yourself first. You're not doing them any favors either by like hurting yourself to go talk to them. You're just building resentment. No, totally. And like, that's how, that's how I felt. Like when I went over there today, I was like, all right, like what? Okay. Like I can talk to this person and, and it really is for me. You know, like I couldn't really, I, I, we, we really did get along very well. And it was weird to me that it didn't work out because I thought that everything really worked out well in terms of like our, um, you know, our, how, what, what do you talk about? Our back and forth, whatever it is. Like we had a lot. Yeah, exactly. Bantering. We had like a lot in common and such. Bro, kind of like, all right, let's stop talking about her. But anyway, uh, like kind of like you and I, man, you know, the only thing, dude, the only, the only thing that you and I don't really have in common, I feel, first of all, you crush iced coffee. You're funny guy. I'm funny too, huh? Um, what else, bro? Well, the only thing that we don't have in common, I was going to say, you're a, a night owl. And I'm not myself a night owl. That's true. Correct? That would be, if we were to be in a relationship, that would, number one, be be the cause of all our fights. You'd be like, come out of the woke up. I literally never see you anymore. I'm like, well, maybe you should have a normal sleep schedule. That would, that's, that's a weird thing, though, about getting in a relationship, though, is like, you kind of have to adjust even i'm not even saying living together you're just like yeah we usually start talking around 8 a.m and i'm more of a 9 or 10 a.m <laughs> that's more of like a covid scenario where everyone's working from home i guess normally you're in a rhythm but weekends it still applies right also we both smoke weed um we both occasionally drink and dude speaking about me occasionally drink oh. drinking Dude, I've had a hangover for like a cool 48 hours, man. This is why it's occasional for you. Yeah, is that's why I don't do it. Huh? Was this from New Year's Eve? No, this is from the night after New Year's Eve. Has that only been one day? Oh, I guess it's yeah, been... New Year's Day. Okay, yeah, they, they, yeah, you're right, you're right. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it was like, it was January 1st. But dude, also like, if I'm going to drink a vodka or something, I'm not going to have one vodka at dinner with like a freaking sugary fruity drink so i gotta have three or four you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i think the sugar and the alcohol really gets to me do you find that way do you have to drink like just straight alcohol or what i mix scotch with coke but at the end if i've been drinking heavily i'm probably putting back 16 ounces of coke on the night so that's like pretty sugary but it's not insane 
it's Coca-Cola, a- correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The OG kind of with the, <laughs> the, the 16 OZ of Coke. <laughs> so I don't care about the sugar. It's a different white powder I'm taking. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't eat a ton of sugar. So if I'm drinking, that is still like a, a decently sugary mix, but I can't, it's, it's if I were drinking something bad. Like I used to make this, I used to, I do a little bit of mixology here and I used to make this uh, grapefruit drink. It was vodka. I'd freshly squeeze the grapefruit in there, pour some simple syrup in it. And then I do, um, whatever, like a seltzer water, but I do, I usually do the sweetened seltzer water. So if you think about that, you got like, that's almost as much as a soda in terms of the sugar. And you got the simple syrup in there and you have the natural fruit. I was down in like an eight ounce glass and I probably had 40 grams of sugar. That, that was like a Mike's hard lemonade type hangover. So do you still drink that? No, but uh, on a very rare occasion, I think I did it once last year. And so I, I used go ahead. Sweet time. What's your uh, drink of choice then, dude, since we haven't talked about this? Scotch and Coke, baby. Keep it simple. Scotch and Coke. Nice, man. So I guess like one of the reasons maybe I kind of stopped drinking was just because like I really it, it started taking me like a while to like recover. And like the next day usually wasn't great after I after I've been drinking. And like even down here, like I, I, I don't feel great. Like 48 hours after I don't really have any like dr- drunk stories that were really bad, except for like the first time when I really got wasted. I was 18 or I was like 17 or 18 years old I went to this club called 10 June which is in New York City and I got so drunk that I threw up in my lap in the cab I I'm not 100% sure even if I paid for it or whatever so I get out of the cab this is like close to my house too when I threw up in my lap too so I get out this is like cranberry vodka nights too it's disgusting so I, I, um, I like, I'm swiping my card. I think he's telling me like, it's not working. I really feel like I'm going to barf more. I start, I keep swiping the card and I guess it wasn't working or something. So I get out of the car. This is really bad, dude. I get out of the car. I start sprinting down my block, like down to my house. This is when I still lived at home, obviously. Because and I, because you're running from having to pay this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I no. Well, I think that no, no. My initial thought, which is bad, but I, I was like gonna just get the fuck out of the cabin, peace, because I was so drunk. So I start sprinting down my block. I kick my left foot with my right foot. Do you hear that, by the way, everyone? Sorry, just quickly. That is Miami outside. The building fully shaking. Did you hear that? I heard something. Yeah, that was it. Okay, so I kicked my back foot and I went flying head first, bro. Like at least like five feet. Land on a pile of trash. And dude, I woke up the next morning covered, dude, covered in throw up. Uh And I have never felt worse in my entire life. I was cut up, dude, on my hand. I like literally, I had a whole patch of my hand missing and I realized that if I didn't like brace myself before the fall, I would have scraped my entire face, dude. Dude, I thought you were about to tell me you woke up in the trash can like Oscar the Grouch. You know, oh, I fell in the trash can, and then next thing I know, I wake up. I thought you were literally sleeping outside in New York. That is, I think that is the worst drunk story I have. That was your Some, first time. something like that. I mean, what first time getting extremely wasted? You know what I mean? I 
thought you were telling me that was your first alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I was like, all right, great. This vodka, this vodka cranberry tastes perfect. Let's have twenty nine more. Do you have any story? Any drunk stories? I mean, I do. I'll tell you this before before I tell you one I was thinking about recently, actually. But I I bounce back well, and it's all about a couple that's of great. Ibuprofen before bed, little water, little ibuprofen. Go to sleep. Wake up. It's a Wake up a little bit earlier than, than you need to. You're still feeling bad. Two more ibuprofen. Hit the Pedialyte. Maybe time to weed. Fall back asleep for another two hours. Then you wake up and you're like a real person at that point. I know it's a lot. It's a full process. But you yeah. Like actually, and so you wake up for the first time at like 7 o'clock. When you wake up at 9 o'clock, 8.30, whatever, that second round, probably feeling kind of decent. Probably feeling fine, honestly. And if not, you know, go go for a walk. Get the sweat out a little bit. Keep getting that Pedialyte and water in you. Yeah, even after getting the sweat out today, I still feel like ass, bro. I don't know, man. I had I had a rough one um, New New Year's Day when I made my drive back to New York. I had some drinks the night before. I woke up and just I didn't do any of the prep. That's what it was. I didn't do any of the prep the night before. I woke up feeling my head felt like a <laughs> the meal the meal prep. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get my water down. I didn't get my Pedialyte. Nothing. I had to like call myself to a gas station to get some ibuprofen, some water, and some Pedialyte, and it was. I was probably thirty minutes into the drive and half a cup of coffee before I like came online for the day. I've been driving for probably like you know a good fifty miles before I was like, yeah, I'm myself again. I'm actually the one holding the steering wheel. So uh, before you tell us the story, you feel that drinking followed by a responsible amount of upkeep will take away the hangover yeah minimize it significantly at least to where it's like pretty tough because i'm like at one point during i i've toned down the drinking last month or so um but at one point during quarantine i was drinking pretty frequently and i do you know four or five drinks nothing crazy four or five drinks a lot of nights and that would have like effectively no not no effect on me you know just like a little sip for an hour and a half two hours in a night casual catch a little buzz nothing crazy uh, but I say that, but I also might have just been walking through a haze for like a full month of like consistently drinking casually. Now, I think that that probably has something to do with you not getting maybe as such gnarly hangovers. Like if I'm just realistically drinking like once every three weeks or something like that's how much it, I mean, down here I've drinking. I had two nights where I actually drank and then one night I had like a. I poured like a little bit of vodka into a Red Bull that I was drinking. So like, I guess that was like one drink, but like, so really not drinking much, but like when I do drink, I definitely get hungover dude. Yeah. That's, that's probably a big part of it is that like, I have a higher, I have a higher tolerance and that's probably why what happened to me on, on New Year's Eve is I'd taken a couple of weeks off and then I hit it pretty hard and I was just a mess. Normally I'm just floating within a certain range and this allowed me to be more volatile. It was, a, it was you know, caught a good buzz, but it wasn't worth it. Never is. Um, this is okay. So, so my, my, I don't know if it's craziest, but those are the weirdest thing I ever did. Cause I, I just come to me cause I was thinking about it yesterday. The weirdest thing I ever did. I was in LA and it was like my last week before I was, I was leaving the place. I'm having like my last hurrah with one of my buddies and we go to the fire. And I used to do this thing where I would like approach people with a weird question. He had an <laughs> argument. <laughs> There was some argument where he thought, like, this friend of mine, like, wasn't that good looking. I was like, this dude is so much better looking than you. And he's like, I'm better looking than he is. I was like, no, this guy's better looking than you. So I would, <laughs> I would make, like, this pick stitch. I would take two pictures of the dude. Uh, what's his name? Lewis, I want to say. 
Lewis, and uh, that just doesn't sound right. We'll call him Lewis and Andrew, the other guy. And I would take the picture, and I'd go to, like, a, a table of women and be like, can you just, like, doing a quick survey, can you tell me who's more attractive, these two men? Oh, my God. It was great. It was a great, like, icebreaker. I'd go table to table, and, like, even girls with boyfriends are like, yeah, I'm going to do, like, the survey. It was, like, it wasn't even, like, me hitting on you. It was just, like, here's this fun thing. But I go to the last table, and this one woman she chooses Andrew. And I was like, Andrew, come on over here. This girl thinks you're cute. That's brilliant, dude. It was. It was. It was. Thank you for saying that. But Wait, that's a that's a great wingman move. Why is this bad? I oh well, you'll see. I'm I'm an excellent. <laughs> I'm an excellent wingman. I would I would consider myself that. Uh, and I was doing doing a great job for Andrew here. But then we're talking. Everyone's having a good time. And I don't know why I'm being weird, but this one woman there she's she's eating like pasta out of this dish it was it was casual though it was like a casual bar it was like seven o'clock it wasn't crazy for her to be eating pasta a dish it was a little crazy for us to be like kind of drunk at this point already um so we were the obnoxious one but i look at her i was like why are you eating like out of that dish she's like i don't i don't know it's like a lot i was like yeah it's like weird she's like yeah i'm kind of like done and i just take it and fling it over my shoulder in a like, plate really, the whole the whole like thick bowl i just like toss it behind my shoulder i thought it was like hilarious it was a very very quick rash decision and i just fling it and it's as soon as it's in the air i was like this is a horrible idea i should not <laughs> have done this shatters everywhere it's a huge mess i'm like trying to like talk it through i was like oh no it's fine we're just gonna we're just gonna like pretend that never happened they're horrified obviously they're like what just happened this person's a psychopath andrew is dying laughing and I was just like, look, they're going to clean it up. That was pretty dumb. I'm sorry for doing that. But, you know, we were having a good time and we shouldn't let this ruin it. I started acting like it was something that happened to us. I was like, we're not going to let this ruin our night. I'm going to go to the bathroom. When I come back, I hope we can all. <laughs> Dude, I think the, o- the, o- the only time that you could realistically pull that move off, which is an insane move, by the way, is so like if your dad owns the restaurant. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> The, that being said, the people at the re- restaurant who, like, I was equally cruel to as the woman who was eating that were, like, giving me death stares. But I don't know how I didn't get kicked out. I was just like, I'm sorry. I guess I acted as if I had dropped it. Probably one person. I was getting a bad look, so they had to know I had thrown it like that. Like, I launched it over my shoulder. It was a horrible idea, a very dangerous move. Shatters everywhere. I go to the bathroom and come back, and we just, like, kept talking. <laughs> like people it, it well where where out. where are these girls now well one of them married my friend andrew shut I'm up. <laughs> oh my god bro i was like this is turning out to be the greatest story of all time in your no. in your dad's <laughs> restaurant <laughs> and then we went back to that bar for the ceremony it was crazy dude <laughs> oh uh, my god no we we talked for like another half hour it was still like kind of decent and then they saw that my coworker, who was is a woman, uh, who had like a crush on me, was definitely not my type. Showed up and she came to talk to me, and I was like, for a long story reason, I kind of owed her, and I was like, whatever. Like I went and started talking to her, and then they took off, and we hung out with uh, the other coworker of mine. But yeah, so so nothing. I guess nothing really ended up happening with those girls, but we didn't get kicked off the table after my incident. <laughs> I'm trying to think about which incident is worse in terms of like maybe karma wise, but I think mine is dude. Like 
like ditching a taxi can you imagine that's so fucked up you never paid i don't think so i never found out if i paid or not yeah we both owe we both owe people money yeah i'm sorry about that man um if you're listening i apologize this is a long time ago i was wasted you know what i mean i'm i'm apologizing to the i'm i'm apologizing to the um taxi driver yeah sure venmo or whatever dm we'll get you we'll get you that fee i hope i hope you get like 15 people hitting you up like dude you owe me 50 bucks <laughs> oh my god and i just give it to everyone i'm like ah well you know hopefully some some karma will come out of this that's good yeah dude now let me let me ask you this do you have a weed story like an interesting weed story when you like maybe got too high or something was funny anything everything, like that everything in that regard is pretty much me just being horrified at how high I got and like staggering around my apartment like dry heaving or something I don't know was it was this from edibles or just in general getting too high yeah I guess there was one time where I smoked and I got in an uber left my friend's place oh no this is how bad it was I parked in my friend's place we smoked I came back and and I was like oh there's there's no chance I was too like paranoid to like tell him like oh I'm actually really high right now I can't drive home so I pretended I was going into my car and then he left and then I called an uber (laughs) And I had to go home and I woke up to a note that I had written for myself that just made no sense but it was like I'm so scared I'm terrified what's happening right now it was like a really nasty note <laughs> I had written to myself that's pretty much me if I got scary high is me like having a panic attack basically yeah I mean dude it's crazy ever since I really started smoking weed when I was I don't know bro 14 (laughs) going into uh freshman year of high school is when the first time I tried it I tried it at uh, summer camp it was like called Blair Tennis Academy and a kid who was like a little bit older than me I won't shout him out or I guess I can I'll say his first name Josh um he was like a little bit of a stoner but he was like a really good player so I was like, oh, like, we can't be that bad. Like, this guy is, like, a top player in the East. Like, he smokes right. nugget. Um, so he had some at camp. And, bro, I, I stripped down completely before I smoked. So I was like, I believe I was either in just underwear or just my bathing suit before I smoked because <laughs> I was so spooked that I was going to get caught, dude. You were what? You were going to stink up your clothes and come back? And yeah, exactly. And then I ended up going back. And then, like, one of the tennis coaches was, like, asking us to move mattresses around and shit. I was like, oh, my God, fuck. He's going to know I'm high. He's going to know I'm high. But that was, like, that was, a, that was a great first experience for me. When was the first time you smoked weed? I was, I was late. I was almost 22. It was right after I graduated. College. 22? I think you told me that. What the hell? Yeah, it was just never really my thing. I didn't even really drink much until I was, like, 21. So senior year uh college i was drinking a decent amount nothing like crazy um which you know i'm not gonna say gateway but like you're probably not gonna smoke before you've ever really drank so that's true and i'm at the number two non-party school in the nation right so it's not like people are just dumping bags of weed on me every single day i had to like seek it out a little bit but i was in california with the person i was dating at the time and she i don't even think she partook but her like friend hooked it up and I got really, really paranoid. Actually, <laughs> it really, really paranoid. Oh man, I was actually this sucks because I was visiting her and I was with her family and like her cousin smoked me out and I got pretty high and then <laughs> we're like driving around in some <laughs> random dude, like one of the cousin's boyfriend's car, and I'm like freaking out and I'm being like really paranoid. So I got like really jealous towards her because she was like talking with her cousin's boyfriend, like the most like innocent connection possible and i'm like 
freaking out, jealous, because in my mind, something completely different is going on. And then I'm, like, apologizing for how paranoid I'm being. I'm like, I know I'm being insane right now. And uh, I was, like, and then I stayed up stressing out because I made a fool of myself. And really nothing crazy happened other than, like, I was. They started hooking up. (laughs) Yeah, other than the fact that she cheated on me twice in front of me. (laughs) <laughs> as the car crashed because they were hooking up while he was driving everything else was like chill <laughs> dude you know what a lot of my friends actually stop smoking weed like i think i'm all you are maybe one of the only only bros i have right now that like will still smoke some weed like all my friends i've outlasted them yeah like people made it to like 25 26 smoking weed every so often but like now none of my friends smoke weed and they all drink Does that yeah, concern dude. you <laughs> potentially something potentially that i need to grow out of it but i just i just love a good pot man you know what i'm saying do your thing. i mean yeah do your thing i don't it's different it's different in quarantine in, in my opinion and it's different for people how they handle it like i'm a pretty chill guy i like to i like to turn on a movie before i'm going to bed zone out and make a movie more enjoyable i don't really want to make i don't really want to go out and interact with people while i'm a little altered that's not really my vibe sometimes a tiny bit but but normally i just like to chill by myself because i will be i will start to stress a little bit about my inability to articulate myself and i'll get a little flustered and get a little annoying and i don't like that but if i'm just like in bed i just mellow out watching tv yeah i mean i guess the one rule i kind of have for weed is it's only it only revolves around this podcast that like we i don't smoke three hours before i record with you that's like the that's like the only rule i kind of have everything else is like feel free to smoke (laughs) at any time you want dude um also like uh i did i did a little bit of cocaine the other night and i fucking hate that drug the worst how was that what was the circumstance um my buddy who like had my buddy who like was about to rage or something like had some so i did some and then it was just like the worst like two hours of my life really yes and you told me you've never done it never done it never yeah bro i don't i don't recommend it and i think that like for people like us we would just like get antsy maybe because it's uh, i don't know what it fully does but like the the um the calmer people it kind of like calmer people love it but i feel like people who already have like a good amount of energy like us really don't like it just because it's like it puts you on like another level that's why I'm, i like need to mellow down so i just I, i'm going to be sticking with the weed um i, I don't know until I, until until i do something else my until you get back on the cat baby I love this. <laughs> following following your uh addiction confession last podcast this is the substance abuse podcast this episode yeah literally i'm like just listen just listen to both of them at the same time so you hear my recovery people are doing like dry january and they're like yeah let's turn on this podcast with just 35 minutes of just alcohol weed and a little bit of cocaine (laughs) yeah man cocaine Um, not not for me bro my i think i said this once before but my issue isn't that i think i would hate it my issue is that i think i would love it a little bit too much like i would i would be about that life you say it might make me a little antsy perhaps but i would love it would how do you know I, snorting adderall is why i say that That's oh interesting which, which is like not not something i i do regularly but have done and yeah had Bro, I've snorted Adderall too before, and that was a fucking nightmare. Because I, I I used to I used to do Adderall oh, right, from like right. the ages of like I don't know ages of nine to fourteen. My parents put me on it, and I was just a full zombie. I didn't eat, 
took a fat pill in the morning. And then if I had to do homework at night, dude, I would take a, another four hour Focalin. It's just like, it, it really just zones you. I, I guess I understand maybe why people like it a little bit being productive and it helps you oh, yeah. focus. But like, for me, it just took away my personality. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can see it would be concerning. I don't think it would be a good habit for me to pick up and just start doing regularly. <laughs> like I really have the desire to do so. And I kind of like tried to get a prescription and the guy's, told me a lot of different things about myself that I didn't want to hear and didn't prescribe me Adderall, so I haven't pursued it since. <laughs> but I would be, I don't, I don't, I, I don't trust myself enough that if I were given, like, if I were given a prescription with that, I would probably be someone to use things correctly. And like you said, it would be good to help you be productive, but ultimately, like, not a great habit. Also, there's like an hour of Adderall, or at least for me, I think it's for like most people, like an hour of Adderall when you first take it and you just can't shut the fuck up. You just like keep talking. Do you ever hear about this? I didn't know that people that took it like just poorly prescribed as students had that. No, dude, like you just get into whatever the hell you're talking about and you can just talk someone's ear off. (laughs) You know, like you feel super antsy and great. Like everything is amazing for like, an hour and then there's usually a crash but like i haven't taken adderall in a very long time just because i think it's the one of the worst drugs of all time that sounds like something that a comic could easily get addicted to it's with what that sounds like something a comic could easily get addicted to or dependent on to like stay awake no just the i could talk to you for an hour straight like that oh <laughs> socially that's usually not great probably but on stage, no. it's not the worst thing like, dude, I don't need to hear about, like, your pencils and, like, how many you have. Just, like, dumb shit like that. Also, speaking of pencils, did you ever use Dr. Grip? Did we talk about this? Take Adderall, because why are you talking to me about pencils? <laughs> Literally, Dr. Grip. That's a great pen, man. Great pencil, too. All right, man. So, uh, wrapping up, I suppose, uh, here, we actually do not have a listener email for this episode, bro. I'm sorry to disappoint. No worries, but send those in, Ted Jones. Yeah, tedjonesworld at gmail.com. So, bro, uh, before I leave you, and I'm headed back to New York on Tuesday. So I'm thinking that, you know, I'll quarantine for 72 hours, and then I'll see you for another episode on Sunday. But we will be recording before then because we have to put up episode 82, correct? Yes, sir. So this will be great. I'm excited. Peter, any, uh, anything else you want to uh, let us all know, myself included? Uh, yeah, erase your memory of everything I confessed in this episode. Stay clean, stay sober, and stay healthy in the new year. Seriously. Uh, happy 2021, everyone. And everybody, seriously, respect yourself. Now, what I did today in seeing my ex-girlfriend, I'm doing this because I feel that it's time for me to mentally get over it. Because there are times when I think about it, and I think about how bad I was treated, and I get so mad. You ever you ever have something like that? I do, but but that makes me a little concerned that this that you're going down a bad road. I'm I'm eight percent worried about you right now. I understand the looking back with anger. I've been there. Yeah, like some real serious anger. I think I think you got to steer clear. Agreed. I mean, we're def we're definitely we're definitely not going to date, man. And um, I think it'll all end up, it'll all end up cleanly. She also lives in LA. Like it's not going to work. 
you know, yeah. LA sucks, bro, in my opinion, dude. Just yeah, driving everywhere and shit. Who's fishnet, bro. I hope so. It could be Peter Moran, episode 81, bro. And um, it's amazing to see your beautiful face, as always, bro. Yours as well. Hey, uh, keep drinking those iced coffees, and we'll talk next time. Cheers. Love you, dog. <laughs>